episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know Pella's got a window type for every home and every budget. You might know Pella for its award-winning wood windows, but did you know that Pella also has a complete line of industry-leading patented fiberglass and vinyl windows? Well, they do. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my good pals at Runza. Uh, I, I, I told you, it's officially it's officially happening. It started on March 1st, uh, but available at all Runza locations. The Reuben Runza Sandwich. Everything you love about a Reuben wrapped up inside the greatness of a Runza Sandwich. And it's all available right now. So get to Runza today. Try the new Ruben Runza. And while you're there, tell them your pal, Nick Baugh, sent you. Okay, it is, uh, it's it's Thursday, March 4th. It's about, uh, it's about noon right now. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, sometimes when these sorts of big stories with this Greg McDermott deal right now hit, you always kind of got a choice on, you know, do you... Do you avoid talking about it because it's obviously really sensitive and certainly all this, you know, hits close to home to me in a lot of different ways, you know, or, you know, or, or do you address it? And I've, I've, I had a game on Tuesday night, DePaul and Marquette, and then I, you know, flew home on Wednesday and all this stuff. I kind of haven't had a lot of time to, to really sit down and, and, and put my thoughts together and some things work well for a tweet and some things work well for like just saying it out loud and hearing People, you know, people being able to hear your voice and kind of what you think. So, I, I I sat down and you know it's it's been a while with processing all this stuff and you know I wrote a bunch of thoughts down and and uh, I guess here we go. You know I uh, you know the, of course the big story with Greg McDermott or his comments after the Xavier game. You know and by now you've 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 read the quote. Uh, you've read the statement from Greg McDermott, the the apology from Greg McDermott, but to reset it after the Xavier game on Saturday, this past Saturday, uh, talking with the entire team, Coach McDermott in the locker room said, uh, guys, we got to stick together. We need both feet in. I need everybody to stay on the plantation. I can't have anybody leave the plantation. And, you know, since that statement, Greg McDermott spoke briefly with John Bishop on 1620 for the pregame talk before the Villanova game. Uh, which was on Wednesday, March 3rd, uh, which was last night. And, you know, Coach McDermott s- said in that interview that he he told the team, you know, he said I, that he would resign if they wanted him to, which is, I mean, that's wow, right? But the, the they didn't want him to. The team didn't want him to resign. Um, they want to continue f- forward with him on the sidelines coaching and, you know, Creighton University – issued a statement calling McDermott's language deplorable and said that any punishment would be kept confidential as kind of university policy. And, you know, after all that, Greg McDermott was on the sidelines last night in Philadelphia as Creighton lost to Villanova in what was, you know, the the biggest game really of the year. And you, you could tell that that team wasn't mentally or emotionally into the game in the first half. They looked completely drained. Again, biggest game of the year. Think, biggest game of the year, Big East title on the line. And Creighton looked just mentally and emotionally on empty, completely empty. Got down by 22 points. They did rally in the second half, cut it to five. Uh, Zegarowski had a three that would have made it a two-point game, but missed it, and Nova went on to win the game. But I think it was clear that Creighton was distracted, drained, exhausted, mentally, emotionally, however you want to frame it. Creighton just wasn't there. And that's understandable given what was kind of hanging over this team over the last, you know, 72, 48 hours, whatever it is. So this is a, 
It's a tough, tough situation. And, you know, let me start by saying this. Words matter. What you say matters. And what Greg McDermott said, using the term plantation, I mean, is awful, right? Literally, the, the very first thing I associate the word plantation with is slavery. Like, they go hand in hand for me. So that is about as bad of a word association as you could have. So you got to start with any conversation around this with condemning what Greg McDermott said. And, you know, me being a 36-year-old white guy, I can only imagine being black and the pain that would come from someone you know and you love and respect saying that to you. Because it's sometimes, you know, it's it's one thing when someone you don't know uses that kind of racist language, but I'd imagine it lands and cuts deeper when it's someone you know extremely well, if you're, you know, an African-American. So I think you've got to start there. And, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to try to be as transparent and, and honest as I can be about all of this, because, I mean, it's, it's no secret that, uh, that I have what I consider to be a very close relationship with Greg McDermott. Like, it's not a secret. Like I, like he's, I'm very close to that guy. And you know, when you, when you read that quote, when you read the quote from, from Mac, like I was just totally stunned and left scratching my head on a variety of levels. Number one, because I've never heard that phrase before. And, and I know I'm not the first one to kind of point that out, but like, that's the first thing you're like, I, I've heard wander off the reservation but stay on the plantation. I've never heard that. So it's, it's not even a notable phrase you hear or was once used frequently or whatever. So it does kind of make you think, okay, did this guy just get tongue tied and have the biggest brain fart imaginable? I mean, just cause you, know, what, you just, you're kind of like, I've never, heard, what? And then, so that's number one. And then number two, I'm, I'm stunned because of what I know about Greg McDermott, the person. And that's what makes this situation so unique for me. You know, like usually when you read about or hear about these sorts of things, you don't know the people involved. The people involved, they're just a name and a title in a story. And you don't know them personally. You know, it'll be like, you know, the CEO of Casey's General Store said something racially charged. He said, quote, X, Y, Z. And, you know, you don't know that person. So the story is going to land a little different. In, in some ways, you're still outraged. You're still left shaking your head. You're still thinking like, oh my gosh. But it's different when you know who is at the center of the story. And I've known Greg McDermott for 10 years. I've known Greg McDermott for a very, very long time. He is someone I consider to be a, a really good friend. He's someone who has, you know, he's welcomed me into, into being around his family. Uh, he, the Creighton program from day one, literally when that guy at his introductory press conference, him and, and Tree and Sydney and Nick and Doug, their whole family, they went out to eat in the old market and I went to go eat with him. I was sitting at the table with his entire family eating after he had accepted the job. Like I've, I, 
I've watched I've watched this guy coach. I've watched him be a dad. I've seen him coach behind the scenes. I've spent time with him off the floor. We've had dinners together, played golf together, gotten drinks together. I've seen just about every version of Greg McDermott there is. Greg McDermott, the friend, the coach, you know, the dad, the husband, the friend. Like, I've seen every version of Greg McDermott there is. And that's what makes this so hard. Like, if what makes it so hard is if if last week you would have asked me, hey, Nick, who's, who's the best person you know? Greg McDermott would have been on the short list of guys that I wrote down. And here we are a week later, and look at what we're talking about. Like, that's a, I'm just, I'm telling you, that's a weird experience. Now, w- what I don't want to do with this issue is divert everything towards a defense of Greg McDermott, the person. Because that doesn't do the words, the the horrible words he used, justice. Right? You don't want to just say, you know, you don't, I don't want to be like, hey, don't focus on what he said, just focus on this. I don't want to do that. But I do think it's all-encompassing. I think we, we can have and should have multiple conversations at the same time. We can have the discussion about the the awful language and how unacceptable that kind of language is, especially coming from a white guy leading a group of predominantly young black men. And you know, I don't I don't want to I don't want to then enter into a conversation about Greg McDermott, the the person, and have that somehow be interpreted like I don't think what he said was a big deal or I'm not sensitive to his words or I don't care about the pain of the players or you know any African American's feelings when they read that quote. I don't want that to be the case at all. So when I enter into the other side of the conversation about Greg McDermott, don't think for one second that I don't understand what was said and the damage of the words that he used. But I do think on some level, the person here matters. Or at the very least, an examination of the character of the person who used this racist language matters. Okay, is there a pattern of racist behavior? Is there a pattern of racism with his words or how he treats people? Was this an isolated incident or was this just one of countless moments of awful racist, hateful language or actions from the person? Like, I think all those questions matter. But I think the balance in examining those questions is not trying to make what he said irrelevant or not matter, right? Just because you can examine, you know, like, oh, okay, well, this is just because this wasn't a, a, there isn't a, you know, a history of racist behavior or racist comments or treatment of people, like, that doesn't render what he said meaningless. You see what I'm saying? There's a balance there. And, like, we can examine Greg McDermott, the person, without trying to make what he said irrelevant and not matter. Because, like I said, I'm going to keep hammering home this point. I don't want people to hear me discuss Greg McDermott, the person, and automatically just think, well, you know, Nick doesn't get it. Jeez. Nick only cares about McDermott and not the larger conversation about racism that still exists in this country. Nick thinks what McDermott said is okay. No, no, no. No. Trust me, I get it. I get it. And trust me, 
There needs to be a conversation that is ongoing and at the forefront about racism in our world, about what it's like to be black in America. And I don't think for a second what Greg McDermott said is okay. It is f- the furthest thing from it. I mean, I, it's hard. You, it's, I'm imagine, you read it and you cringe. You're like, ugh, sheesh. But again, in peeling back and unpacking this situation and then trying to figure out what happens moving forward, which I think is the question on a lot of people's minds, I think digging into who Greg McDermott is as a person and you know his track record of behavior matters. So first of all, like I said, I, I've been really close with Greg McDermott for, for 10 years. Dinners, drinks, golf, phone calls, hanging with his family, deep conversations about a bunch of stuff. Like when I was going through my health scare back in 2016, Greg McDermott was there for me. We talked all the time. When, you know, I probably shouldn't share this, but whatever. When, when Greg McDermott was weighing the potential opportunity about the Ohio State job, he called me. When he was trying to decide and was dis- and weighing the options of after Ohio State was courting him a little bit, he called me and we talked about it. We are friends. And I can say with 100% confidence, certainty, and honesty that I have never, never heard or seen any sort of racism from him in any way, shape, or form. Never. So at least that that's my personal experience with him. And then within that, you know, examination here, I think examining the reaction after the words were said in the locker room at Xavier, I think matters too. You got to look at it all. I think, I think it matters that Greg McDermott didn't try to cover this up or dismiss it. I think that matters. He was transparent about this entire situation in the statement. He included the exact quote of what he said in the statement. To me, that is taking ownership of the situation and ownership of the mistake. He's not making any excuses. Again, he offered up his resignation to the team, which to me shows he understands the magnitude of the mistake that he made and the word that he chose to use. But here is also what should matter. This is a guy. This is a guy that had his team put equality on the jerseys this year. And this is a guy who wears a Black Lives Matter patch. This is a guy who encouraged his team to you know, have each individual player have the freedom and opportunity to, to express their thoughts on racism and social injustice in a recorded video that would play on the big screen at the CHI Health Center before every game and then also be tweeted out on all the Creighton social media platforms. I think all those things should matter. And then there is what Josh Dosler wrote in his great column on this entire situation in the Omaha World-Herald, which I urge everybody to go read. Josh Delcher is a former teammate of mine, uh, a, a friend, and you know Josh and his organization, Abide, they do a ton for North Omaha, and a t- in particular, the African-American community. And you know Josh is very tied in to all of those things. And here is what Josh Dotzler wrote about Greg McDermott in the Omaha World-Herald. He wrote... 
I did not have the opportunity to play for Coach Mack, but ever since he arrived in Omaha, he has welcomed me with open arms. He has treated me as if he was my coach. Beyond basketball, I've also witnessed his heart to make Omaha a better place. He has used his voice and platform to raise money and awareness for causes in our community. He has specifically used his influence to help abide, our organization that focuses on revitalizing North Omaha. Coach has continually reached out for advice and perspective on issues of race and injustice. I know Coach Mack is doing what he can to be part of the solution for Omaha. That's Josh Dotzler's perspective on it. An African-American in North Omaha. So you know, this is a guy who's this is a guy in Greg McDermott who I think has has genuinely tried to be a part of the solution. And so you combine all that with what I know about Greg McDermott, the person, a man who I think the world of, and that's what makes this so hard. Just because Mac is a good guy and my friend doesn't make what he said okay. But again, I do hope your track record as a person and your character do matter on some level. And I know Greg McDermott is a good man. But how do we, we being individually and collectively, how do we reconcile good people we know and love doing or saying something bad? How do we reconcile good people who we know and love doing or saying something bad? That's really hard. It's really hard. You know, how, how do you reconcile that in your mind? You kick them to the curb, you're done with them. What do you do? I mean, personally, I don't think that is the answer to the situation in this specific situation. But everybody processes this different. And I, I think for me, there are three things in how I'm kind of processing this entire situation. Number one, any opportunity to be a part of the solution in educating and eradicating racism is a great opportunity to take advantage of. The most important component of altering and improving behavior is the acknowledgement and understanding of bad behavior. And then on the topic of racism, furthering education and understanding on what it's like to be black in America. That's number one. Number two, I feel like I can condemn the mistake Greg McDermott made, yet still support him as a person. And that's a, that's a tricky thing to balance. Right? Goes back to what I said a second ago. How do we reconcile people we know and love doing or saying something bad, making a mistake, a bad choice? I feel like I can condemn the mistake Greg McDermott made, yet still support him as a person. It's a tricky balance, but a balance I want to make. And then number three, lastly and arguably the most important thing. We all can't forget about who's at the core of all of this, and that's the players. I know the word Coach Mack used hurt a lot of people. 
But the people who are who are affected the most by it are the players, the black players. When it comes right down to it, those are the people who matter most right now. How, how they feel, how they are processing all of this, how they are healing. To hell with how I feel, cares how I feel. How do Christian Bishop, Damian Jefferson, Denzel Mahoney, Sharif Mitchell, Antoine Jones, Marcus Zagorowski, how do, how do those guys feel? To me, that's what matters most. How are they dealing with this? Right? A father figure, their coach, using that word to them. Forgiveness is a strong word. It's a powerful word. It's a powerful emotion. It's a powerful feeling. And if they forgive Greg McDermott, that should matter most in this situation. And I think the fact that they still want to play for the guy matters. But this healing and process of forgiveness is ongoing. And I get that. And I think we all need to understand that. And even though I I totally get it, I was hoping to get some thoughts from Damian Jefferson last night when he met with the media after the Villanova game on this entire situation. But, you know... Damien shut down any questions about that situation, said he only wanted to discuss the game, which, again, I totally get. I totally get. But, again, I think how those players feel matter the most. So, naturally, I'm curious how they are doing and how they are feeling and how they are processing all of this. So, I think it's important to keep them in mind at the forefront of this entire discussion. So there you go. I, I don't I don't know what else to really say. This is a, I hope I delivered all of that uh, right and appropriately. It's an extremely sensitive and delicate issue and a delicate situation on a variety of levels. I'm rooting for everyone to, to be a better person, you know, and I'm, and I'm hoping we can all improve from this entire situation. Again, it's kind of one of the themes of what Dotzler wrote about in his column of like, hey man, we can... You know, you can learn a lot in these moments. And ultimately, learning is improving. And I know that's what Greg McDermott is going to try to do. And I think that is, again, that's all you can hope for in life and when adversity strikes, bad moments show up at your doorstep, right? So we'll we'll just, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, I, I just I wanted to get kind of all my thoughts together and 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 piece it bit by bit, writing it out. Appreciate you everybody listening. All right, my thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet. Great burgers. Cheese Runza. Delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. A Huda Media Production.